0: Have you ever gone to listen to a podcast and thought to yourself, I wish I was listening to a different podcast with some of these same people doing different things? Sometimes there's an episode on the Occult Confessions feed that isn't an episode of Occult Confessions. Is it history? Is it the occult? Is it satire or is nonsense or perhaps some sort of auditory hallucination, that, dear listeners, is up to you.
1: Good day, good people of the Church Secrets Congregation, and welcome to Episode 17-A Turquoise Edition, The Girl with the Crab Shell Tattoo. Church Secrets is brought to you by Inside Truth or Media, featuring my four-part documentary series on the Christian teachings of the Twilight series, which is being released exclusively on their YouTube channel starting in May. I'll be linking on my Twitter and Parlor pages and posting on 8 Coon and also on my Christian Mingle account. I want to give a pulpit shout out to listener ShyGirl69, who wrote a review last week. She said, and I quote, this episode made me want to orgasm, but also never look at anyone's genitals ever again, including my own four stars and Big South Boy spelt B-O-I left us a five star and said, I only eat fish now. No other foods, just fish. I'm not sure what that's in reference to boy, but uh, thank you for your message. You're listening to your favorite lay preaching secret sharing host with the most CS. I'm joined by a recent defector and alchemical apostate from occult confessions,
2: Captain James. Oh, howdy, howdy. I'm captain of the t- well I guess I'm not captain of the table anymore. I can be captain of something else. I'm sure you have a position for a captain among your amongst yourself, right? Um Well, I'll get back to you on that one. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a captain, though. You said it first, so thank you.
1: Uh, I'd like to take some time today to share a personal story that uh, happened to me recently that I think not so coincidentally connects to the latest research I've been doing. Last Thursday, I went down to my local Pizza Emporium to pick up a double pepperoni and cheeseburger calzone, as I do every second Thursday after Fat Tuesday, but only when Ash Wednesday doesn't land on a full moon. The girl at the counter said, can I get you... Anything else. And there was something about the way she asked it. Maybe it was the ring in her septum, or the surreal blue shine on her otherwise pitch black hair, or the tattoo on the back of her neck. I couldn't see the back of her neck, but I knew it was there, and it was weird. Very weird. Or it could have been the way she looked cute, but not wholesome cute, devious cute like the oversexed younger cousin who tries to get you to finger her in the janitor's closet of the senior chastity ball cute. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. She had to be 19, at least 19, not 17 or 18, she was 19. Okay. Maybe older than 19. She said, "Can I get you anything else?" Like she was offering the blood of the innocent for me to feed to my demon familiar. It never crossed my mind before that moment that this pizza place could be the front for harvesting the vital energy of my fellow Christians. Then I thought about it and wondered, why not? That neck tattoo that I was sure she had looked like an upside-down pentagon with cow horns. You've seen them before, even if you don't remember. They're all over the place. Ancient temples, foreign currency, knockoff Harry Potter movies. The symbol is a reference to the ancient cult of the Minotaur. You know the story of the Minotaur. Monster. Lived in a big maze, sort of like the booths in the Pizza Emporium. Eight people. Sort of like the people in the Pizza Emporium eat calzones. The time of the Minotaur was like 10,000 years before Jesus, when pretty much everyone was a dirty heathen, except for Theseus. A Christian before his time. Theseus was more than a man. He was a hero. A living legend every Friday he used to go down to the village square and yell at all the heathens because Friday was the day heathens used to think was Sunday until Noah told them otherwise. Those stupid heathens were sending their most lithe and supple teenagers to be murdered and cannibalized by the minotaur monster every Thanksgiving after the big Athens-Crete high school expedition game. And it was a real expedition game, by the way. Seeing as everyone was stark naked, because all those pervert Greeks were always naked back then, when everyone was a heathen, and no one cared about who saw their damn dangly bits.
2: That's right.
1: So, this Minotaur ate a handful of teenagers with cranberry sauce and cornbread stuffing, and then that same time next year, they did it all over again. Football game and all, for no good reason. So many young, virile bodies being torn up, and eaten because heathens hadn't figured out the proper way to sacrifice a goat to please their demon overlords. And it was a shame. A damned shame. And I literally mean damned shame. Because that ought to be damned. But Theseus, he was preaching the truth in these Friday sermons. He was saying, this Minotaur, he ain't no monster. He's nothing more than a girl. A 19-year-old girl with black hair and a septum ring and a neck tattoo. You see, the so-called Minotaur was actually the latest initiate in a cannibal witch cult so old we can't even call it ancient. It was shamanistic, prehistoric. I'm talking bone-in-the-nose, mastodon-with-breast caveman times.
2: Jimmy, what do you think? It sounds exciting. Uh, I'm a little confused about the mastodon with breasts. Were they, were they mammals, mastodons?
1: There was a legend passed around Crete that the Minotaur had a lover. There was a great black bird right around harvest season, which is to say Halloween for all you rotten heretics. The bird would visit the beast so that they could enjoy an annual uh, copulate when, and canoodle, uh, except this giant black bird wasn't any kind of bird at all. It was a black ops helicopter delivering the latest initiate to the cult and picking up the last year's cannibal witch to go off and join the international Templar bureaucracy. You might think this Black Ops helicopter is an innovation of the postmodern deep state, but you'd be wrong. It's an ancient technology that ran on irradiated lamb's urine, an energy source that's been sadly lost to history, like, like nuclear fusion or aerosol hairspray.
2: It hasn't been lost. The, 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 the whole year
1: she lived in the maze, this neophyte witch survived on the blood of those teenagers they dropped off on Thanksgiving Day, who weren't much younger than the witch herself, but they were easily subdued. When they got to the center of the maze, the witch tased them stupid and strung them up to keep them alive, keep the blood fresh, fattening them up on a sp- spankin' sp- pita, spankin' th- 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 uh, and cheeseburger calzones, while slowly vampirizing them to death. The, the witch was always selected from among the daughters of the elite, and reading the coded symbols in the tales of the touring pantomime performers who had ties to the cannibal cult that we can't get into today. Theseus put together that the king's own daughter Adrianine uh, uh, uh,
2: Ariadne
1: was next next to join uh, so we went in into her and in the language of the mythological code penetrated her with his holy rod uh, consensually of course uh, and, and she was smitten to him uh, so that when the Black ops helicopter dropped her down, she used a copper wire because the fully initiated members of the witch cult were unable to seek copper as part of an addendum to their contract with their demon overlords, she used copper wire to lead Theseus into the center of the maze, where he spent a, the, the entire year uh, pleasuring her car- carnally, uh, but, but in the service of the righteousness. The monotheistic pharaoh, uh, Akhenaten.
2: The Akhenaten.
1: Ak- Akhenaten, right. Uh, the closest thing to a, to a Christian king at the time. Right. Granted Theseus that indulgence, not only permitting, but encouraging his and the witch's mutual fortification, uh, provided that they get married, which they eventually did and moved into a houseboat on the Nile Delta. At the end of the year, when the helicopter came to get a read uh, Theseus wrestled it out of the air, which was kind of unnecessary. So it was since, since it was like landing anyway, and then he murdered everyone inside, just tore them limb from limb, blood everywhere, big, beautiful mess.
2: Uh, it's a, uh... Ariadne.
1: Now I know you're thinking there's a few things in that story that's it's pretty hard to believe. For example, the ancient Greeks didn't have a, a, a cheeseburger calzones until uh, Chardonnay, uh invented feta in the early 1800s. Uh, but but the story is a myth. But a lot of a lot of it's historical. <laughs> Akhenaten was an Egyptian pharaoh, and copper wire is invisible to some witches. And this. This pizza counter girl at the, at, the, at the Emporium definitely has a neck tattoo. I saw it as she was walking out after her shift.
2: <laughs> what kind of Thanksgiving is happening in ancient Greece? I mean, it wouldn't be the same Thanksgiving that we celebrate here in America. Right? I
1: hear what you're saying. And I bet you're thinking that that story sounds awfully familiar. Like you've heard it in a different way, at a different time, with different people. No. An evil witch fattening up her victims in order to devour them. It's on the tip of your tongue.
2: Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay.
1: It's the second Ghostbusters, sir, or, or maybe season one, episode twelve of Thundercats. Actually, it's a it's a, it's a little known fairy tale by an obscure pair of German folklorists, uh, Jacob and Wilhelm Scream.
2: Scream. Scream. Grim. Gr-
1: because you see, the cannibal witch cult didn't end with Theseus. It just went underground for a time until it rose up in the medieval period to become the only major rival to the Roman Catholic Church, which longtime listeners will know is is also and always has been full of heathens dating all the way back to Peter. This story collected by Wilhelm Grimm Grimm. uh, recounts the actual events experienced by his wife's second cousin, Giselle, in the woods outside of Landgraviate of Hesse Kessel in the Holy Roman Empire in the late 1770s.
2: Well, that's a, that's a good uh, that's a good place. Smells like hot dogs, but it's really the, pretty.
1: The, the, the story starts with a woodcutter who could no longer find his daily bread and tossed and turned in the night thinking of how he could feed his family. This is code for the historical Giselle's father having been supernaturally castrated by his second wife, a woman with a maiden name, Throbigan, who happened to be in the same ancient cannibal witch cult we've been discussing. This witch stepmother suggested dropping her sexually mature teenage stepchildren off in the middle of the woods purportedly uh, because the parents couldn't afford to feed them but actually because she planned to sacrifice the boy to her coven mistress and recruit the girl into their ranks you're saying
2: pur- purportedly
1: so they brought the woodcutter's boy and the girl in the woods and let them uh, and left them there to die the boy hands uh the, the thought thought ahead and scattered a bunch of pebbles which which, which Green said shone like pennies, code for the pebbles uh, being flicked with copper, which made them invisible to the cannibal witch coven. The post children returned to their father's house, and the next day they were left in the woods a second time. Neither Hans nor Nigel knew it, uh, but this was all part of an elaborate <laughs> ceremonial ritual taking place between the stepmother and her coven mitra- mistress. Uh, she, she had let Hans have the pebbles the, the, the night before. But the second time, she asked her husband to steal him out of the boy's pocket as he slept. Without any pebbles, hands left a trail, a trail of breadcrumbs to find their way back to the cabin. But, 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 but birds, which, which uh, the, even the governments back then, even then, uh, they, uh, they were using them, uh, packed them away so that they couldn't find their way back. You have to keep in mind that, that myths, particularly in the Renaissance period, were often written in code to prevent the cannibal witch cult who was connected uh, at the highest levels of power, from censoring or burning them. So when I say the birds pecked away the breadcrumbs, I mean that the breadcrumbs weren't really breadcrumbs, and the birds weren't really birds. They were agents from the Vatican secret police. The birds? The pair were lost in the woods for three days, according to Gr- uh according to Greem. I'm sorry, they, 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 they happened across a cottage made of bread and cake. Naturally, a cottage made of, uh, of, of bread and cake is, is ridiculous. There's no way that a cake could stand any higher than, uh, than four feet, three inches. Uh, the walls were, were normal <laughs> lumber, but, uh, but, but they have unique attributes. We've already heard Green use bread as a metaphor for sexual vitality, uh, which, which is what the college was actually bathed in as a result of the coven with mistresses of uh, black magic initiations of various women in the village. Uh, the, the stepmother had primed them. Through a series of late, uh, late night mind control exercises, and to respond to the various symbols painted on the door and the roof of the cottage, in a way that uh, that, that triggered a relaxed sensory motor response and a, and a compulsion to, to enter the building, which which they did. Uh, uh, Jim, you got any uh, any any thoughts on that? So, Grimm said that <laughs> the, the best food was prepared for Hansel, uh, but 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 Greedle, uh, Greedle got nothing but crab shells. Uh, Hansel and Gretel are are, are pseudonyms for their escor- historical hands and grease uh, what 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 the, what, the me- what, what he means here is that uh that that, that hands was strung up like the victims in the Minotaur's labyrinth and given the medieval German equivalent to 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 to, 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 to sp- spa a pita, uh, cheeseburger calzones, that's right. Uh something like pepperoni and lard pie. Uh, and, and and Giselle uh, e- eating nothing but crab shells means she was stripped naked to prevent her from escaping in the cold forest and branded over the navel of her thin, perky 19-year-old body in the shape of a cow horn, upside-down pentagon, uh, a symbol that the medieval witches had called a crab
2: shell. I was going to ask about the crab shell, but then he explained it.
1: Green said that the witch made Greedle carry the water for her and asked her to crawl inside the oven to see if it was hot enough to cook bread. Carrying water means that the Gis- Giselle had to tap into her brother's, brother's veins and bleed him. Seeing if it was hot enough means she had to be given Hans' blood to drink to prepare for the lesbian sex rite that would initiate her into the cult because, and I cannot say this enough, I cannot stress this enough, bread is code for sex magic. But Giselle knew uh, what the witch had in mind and stabbed her in the thigh with the bloodletting knife with which is to, which is what Grimm means when he says he shoved her, the witch into the oven and the witch bled to death on the floor of the cottage. Give me a second.
2: <clears throat> you're, you're all right? You okay? Yeah,
1: yeah thank you. Hans and Giselle uh, gathered jewels and pearls hidden in the corner of the witch's house and rode a giant duck back home. Their mother had been murdered by the Vatican secret police while they were gone and their father was delighted to see them. Uh, As far as I can tell, this was literally true. Uh, Giant ducks were fairly common in medieval Germany, and they were known for their friendly interactions with humans. The only reason we don't know about giant ducks today is that they supported the Waldensians after the Marburg controversy. So the Pope declared them anathema and said that all ducks had always been football-sized and were never giant, which which the Europeans promptly believed in willing the, the giant ducks out of existence. And Hans was also naked the whole time when he was in the witch's cottage. And the witch burned all their clothes, so they both had to borrow giant duck feathers to cover up. But the duck was so big that it only took three feathers. Historically.
2: You know, that's really neat about the ducks. How'd you, where'd you read about the giant ducks?
1: Now, you have to bear in mind that Grimm's story was meant as a warning against the, the, the power of the cannibal witch cult in Europe at the time. Although his wife's second cousin had successfully murdered one witch, and the Vatican secret police had executed their stepmother, there were literally thousands more cannibal witches where they come from. In fact, the cannibal witch cult is still a powerful force in the modern culture today. It's not as easy to capture and murder teenagers in the 21st century as it was in ancient medieval times. So the cult has actually shifted tactics. They've they've infiltrated the highest echelons of culture and media and industry and government, where they use their influ- influence to, to promote a drug friendly culture of promiscuous sex and violence. Essentially, they're unwittingly recruiting the nation's youth to their nefarious coven of heathens. You see, drugs are like the candy house in the in the in the in the fairy tale. What?
2: Gr- Grim-, Grim. Grim!
1: yeah, I know, right? Wh- 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 which, no. which was actually <laughs> magical sex bread. They lure in the nation's teenagers with their promise of in- of an instant high, but they re- what they what they don't realize is with their casual sex, casual drugs, and casual heresy. Social circle is a member of the cannibal witch cult, waiting for that early born of hours when all her friends are passed out on the floor. Pull out their IV needles and start draining arms. A blood, I mean! She's taking their blood! Literally! The social body of the world's teenagers is riddled with pizza counter-girls with cowhorned, upside-down Pentagon tattoos stealing everyone's blood. I'm talking about counter girls, like the counter-girl I faced down only nights ago, with her half-interested smile and her half-empty tip cup, and her half-chipped. Name tag that read Giselle.
2: Or Gizzle.
1: I'm confident she slipped from some form of that fresh, mind-altering nopadope into my calzone. Because I was paranoid the rest of the night. I was paranoid about eating the calzone. Then I was paranoid afterwards about having eaten it. But don't despair, folks. Remember the touring pantomime troops in ancient Greece? There's still hope. An an, an intrepid group of fringe Hollywood producers have been working on a series of anti-cannibal witch cult productions that they have been gradually releasing through the same channels controlled by the witch cult, using their own means of production against them. First, there was the Twilight series, which we all know is a good and godly trilogy about keeping yourself from masturbating. Then... In 2013, the producers of Twilight put out the most direct expos.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that's expose.
1: This is America. We speak American. Sorry, sorry. They put out the most direct expos of, of, of the witch cult with their so-called horror comedy, Hansel and Gretel Get Baked, starring Lara Flynn Boyle <laughs> as a witch who lures teenagers into their house with marijuana, and then it guts them and eats them. James, uh. Jimmy, Jim, Jimbo, right. uh, do you have anything you, you want? You want to? You want to add?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The message so is cool. out there,
1: people. But mm-hmm. you have to be willing to open your eyes. You got to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to stand up and say no to the witch, cannibal, pizza counter cult girls draining our blood and mailing it to their coven mistresses in that cursed, damned Ohio, and then making out with their boyfriend in the back seat of her Camry for thirty minutes after her shift. Uh, and probably doing other stuff, but, but I had to leave because I drank a whole mountain dew with my calzone and I've been sitting in that parking lot for like uh, three hours.
3: Do you get it? Get it girl for the girls who just get it. girls has this ever happened to you you send a man a nude and he says oh my god you look so cute baby but i just wish i could see a little bit deeper you know what i mean giving your man the nudes he wants is so important especially now And that is why Big Spartan is proud to introduce the Snapstick. This state-of-the-art pleasure device comes with a built-in high-definition camera that allows your man to see you all the way to orgasm, inside and out. The Snapstick is Wi-Fi and Bluetooth enabled, so you can upload your photos or video straight to your phone and then send that picture wherever you want. DM your latest squeeze, text a potential dick donor, or post to your Tinder profile. Visit Big Spartan at polaroidinmyparts.au and place your order today. Hey there, go-getters. It's your girl, Mackenzie H, coming to you with another healthy helping of girl power here on the Get It Girl podcast for the girls who just get it. Okay, so listen, I have a confession to make. I know that I should not be doing this, but I was stalking <clears throat> Abriella's Insta. Yes, that Abriella. The Abriella who swooped in with her little mesh bikini, sunset yast, pierced self, septum selfie self, and stole red boxer briefs out from under me. And you know, the only reason that she's on that yacht is because the sugar daddy that she hasn't even slept with is in Cape Coral for like half the year and just lets her stay there in exchange for like not even nude selfies, which in my opinion, makes Aubriella a disgusting trash horse slut. When I was living in Surfer Hare's houseboat in Eastport last month, it was totally different Although, kind of the same. But I'm empowered, so don't shame me. For those of you who don't remember, and you should feel terrible, go-getters, for not keeping your girl in your daily dose of good vibe psychograms, Red Boxer Briefs is the guy that I was kind of seeing on the side, not to be confused with the guy that I'm currently seeing, Yellow Toothbrush, or the non-binary personal trainer that I am thinking about hooking up with blue fingernail polish. So, on Saturday, Aubriella posts that there is going to be this private party at the marina. And Red Boxer Briefs says to me that he is meeting some friends at the marina the same day because I had just texted him a hot little snapstick shot with which all of you girls should definitely get on or, like, get inside you if you haven't. So I'm like, oh, my God, they are totally going to the same thing. And although I am not invited, I figure if I just put on like my third hottest Marina outfit, who's not going to let this queen of the go-getters party on their yacht? But when I got to the Marina, it wasn't even a private party. It was just them, Aubriella and red boxer briefs. So there she was in this mesh bikini because that's got to be like all she ever wears. Um, Apparently she never gets her period and she just lives on Caesar salad and salt from that gross sweat that's always running down her face when she's doing like a thousand sit-ups and thinks it's really hot, which it's totally not, even though she's doing them in another freaking mesh bikini, and then she goes and posts it on TikTok. I didn't even know that there were that many styles of mesh bikini. Who even wears a mesh bikini, right? Like She's keeping these mesh people in business, and honestly... That's not cool, frankly unethical, because they live on the labor of these sweatshop ladies in India who make $3 an hour, which is super sad, and that is why you should only buy organic. So I get there, and I'm like, hmm, red boxer briefs, what is going on there? And he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, you said it was a private party. And he's like, no, I said I was meeting friends. And then she, Aubriella, is like, I said it was a private party. Are you stalking me on Insta? And I'm like, mm, you look super hot in that mesh bikini. And Red Boxer Briefs, who knows that I am an empowered woman who is down to get the O no matter the situation, is like, well, um, why don't you join us? And I'm thinking, hmm, makeup sex with Red Boxer Briefs and lesbian hate sex with Aubriella? Could be super hot. So, you know me, go getters, I'll try anything twice. So, he's like, you know what would be so totally hot? Like, if you waited outside while me and Aubriella went below deck and turned each other inside out. And then you came below deck after Aubriella had the wettest, sloppiest, biggest O of her life and then took the sheets and went down the street to the laundromat and washed them. And then, here's the kinkiest part brought them back while we went for a couple Caesar salads and then made the bed. I know, girls, it was wild. Like the wildest way I've ever spent an early afternoon on a Saturday. I was at the laundromat with their sex sheets for like, like hours. And there are some judgy Janices who might say Mackenzie why are you degrading yourself like that and to them I say don't shame me Janice I am not your filthy slut I am not your dirty whore or maybe if I am that's fine but that's nobody's business but mine girls do not let anyone harsh your kink if you want to wait quietly outside while Aubriella takes her mesh bikini bottoms and blows the mind of the man you're kind of seeing on the side, and then you want to wash their sheets and then maybe, I don't know, bring them back to the yacht and then make the bed, and then hmm, douse it in gasoline and set the boat on fire, and then you watch from the dock while it ignites and breaks apart and sinks into the bay. If that's, you know, what you need to do to get off, you should not let anyone judge you. But you also probably shouldn't listen to me because I have serious issues. Like, if Daddy wasn't a prosecutor, I would have been locked up years ago. But I'm also a role model because I was kind of fat when I was 14. And Chad Thorbogen wouldn't dance with me. And all the other girls laughed at me, which traumatized my little chubby 14-year-old psyche. So now I need an incredible amount of attention. Like, seriously, there are not enough English-speaking people on the planet to give me the amount of attention that I need. And we all know that we can only really get that kind of attention through shockingly antisocial behavior. So anyway, here I am getting it. You get it, girl. You get it. Today, we have a couple guests from the Occult Confessions podcast here to talk about their bring back the bush campaign. Now you girls all know that I go totally bare from the neck down for hygiene. When I let a man eat a sandwich over my naked body in bed, the last thing I want is a bunch of crumbs getting tangled in my mangy bush. And when there is a guy going down on me, the last thing I want him to be thinking is who is this hippie girl with her big hippie bush, right? She's probably like in the Manson family and is going to drive to California and kill me. And I know that's what he'd be thinking because that's exactly what I was thinking that time that I went down on that girl with a landing strip in the VIP section at a beach club called the landing strip in Ocean City to try and get blue fingernail polish to text a picture to yellow toothbrush on red boxer brief's birthday. And I'm pretty sure that Aubriella has a bush and dyes it Kool-Aid blue. You can't exactly see it on her Insta, but on some of her Snapchat's there's like definitely some kind of blue buzz down there. She's like alt or something, and she's got this weird tattoo on her neck that's shaped like like a horns, like a shape with horns. I don't know. Total hippie cult vibes. So maybe these girls can teach me something about that, since apparently that is what Red Boxer Briefs is into. So, um, Olivia and Bree, I understand that you are sisters, so why don't you say hi to everyone? Um, Olivia. Hello. And Bree. Hi, guys. So I obviously am very skeptical about this Bring Back the Bush campaign. Can you explain a little bit further um, what it's all about? Maybe try and convince me. Yeah. So we're doing a Bring Back the
0: Bush campaign, essentially, a hashtag, if you will. Um, uh, We basically want to collect photos of everyone taking pride in their body hair. You know, so that could be your armpit hair, your leg hair, your, you know, don't maybe don't send us actual pictures of your bush unless they're tasteful. But, um,
4: but, you know, feel free to post tasteful pictures of your own bush and use the hashtag.
0: If self-care means you got to shave and that's what makes you feel good about yourself you and go for it. Uh, sorry, can I curse Mackenzie or no? <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, there there are plenty of reasons why you might want to think twice about shaving, especially, like, completely shaving, you know, com- or waxing down there, like, completely clean, no hair. Uh, there's a lot of uh, downsides to it. Uh, you know, I think everyone has experienced shaving down there at one point and it causing, like, all kinds of different problems, but... Can cause like micro abrasions, uh, you can get like dermatitis from it, just overall skin disruption um, that can make you more likely to contract a bunch of uh, diseases like herpes or HIV or hepatitis or, you know, that kind of thing.
4: You know, if anything's worse for you than shaving, it's most definitely waxing. A lot of the popular, like, commercial waxes are actually a byproduct of industrial petroleum refining called slack wax. Not something you want to put on your body.
0: You don't want some slack wax all over you before you have sandwiches eaten off of you?
3: Do you really think that that's the only petroleum byproduct on my naked pedendum? Mm,
4: Yeah. And you know how much you'd be paying for all of that? uh that that slack wax about yearly
0: over their lifetime i think
4: yeah their lifetime it's like at least 20,000 like it is a ridiculous amount of money to spend mm. to just put toxic chemicals all over your body have your hair ripped out uh in a procedure where most salons ask the clients you might want to drink some alcohol before you come in because that's how painful it is to sit through it you know it's one thing if you yourself like the sensation of you being bare but if somebody says hey you know what i like you better looking like a naked mole rat um then you know there might
3: be an issue all my boyfriends want me to go bare down there and several of my girlfriends and at least one phallic shaped icon who i met on tinder who i don't know maybe he's part of the algorithm it's a, little, it's a little creepy to me. A little bit. Honestly, a little bit. it's a little bit weird. But, yeah. um,
0: you know, there's nothing more natural than body hair. Body hair shows that your body is working. It's doing its thing. It's functioning. And if your man or woman or anyone doesn't agree and thinks that you're ugly because you have body hair and they have body hair, they better wax. They better shave it all off.
4: Yes, you Olivia.
0: Like and seal if you expect me to look like one.
4: Damn right. <laughs>
3: but porn, all those bare vaginas on all the porn.
4: Back in the 80s and the 70s, playboy Playboy models almost always were just showing off their full bush and everybody loved it. And um, you know, as the years go by, it started to kind of slow, you know. Everybody started to get smaller. But recently, recently, there has been more of a pull for everybody wants the bush back. You know, everybody's into that, that sign of you're a grown adult.
0: (laughs) We've spent more of history not caring about body hair than like we have caring about body hair in general, people as a society. You know, (laughs) when you think about it, like, I don't know, shaving was never a concept until... We had too much time on our hands and capitalism.
3: So you all have been doing this hashtag and have been getting some pictures. Yeah,
4: yeah, we've gotten a couple.
3: Um, so can I see one?
4: Uh, yeah, let me just pull one up real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, this one's good here.
3: Oh wow! Do you mind if I do you mind if I scroll through a little? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Wait a minute wait oh is that is that a a a blue bush is, is that a mesh bikini top it's, not, really it's about. not about that it's about the bush no 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 no! you don't understand i know who this is that's Aubriella. oh i hate her i hate her i hate her what the hell is she drinking too is that what tomato juice? Who looks like straight ketchup? Who drinks tomato juice? Looks it's like it's probably a, a
4: Bloody Mary, Mackenzie. It
3: looks like the bloody blood of a lamb. What's the hold on? What's the account name? Was oh, Minotaur Lover Ninety Seven? What? Wait! Did think oh my gosh! Wait! Weird. The caption. Oh my god! Red boxer briefs is delicious. What the- what is that supposed to mean? Where the hell is she? And how many things do I have to set on fire to get this slut out of my life?
4: Um,
0: so- so should- can we go now? Is- is this done? We good? Here-